Hey, Matt. Hi, Connor. Do you like gummies? I sure do. You know where you can get great gummy bears and other edibles? Where? Cannabis in a snap. Find the best marijuana and CBD deals near you on the Leaf Buyer app. It's so easy to save money on ounces, edibles, wax, shatter, and more of your 420 favorites. Stop paying for overpriced products. Just text 31996 to download the new Leaf Buyer app. Standard message and data rates may apply. That's so cool. Hey, hey, hey. What are you guys doing on my podcast? Hey, this is ours. Yeah, this This is is mine and Brady's. Come on now. We started this. Come on, you don't want any of this? No. No. Get off our podcast. Listen to the show. You're listening to the OKC82 podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. You're listening to the OKC82 podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, OKC82 Podcast listeners? How's it going? And welcome into Monday Night Podcast Edition because it is me and Ryan Chapman. Hello, hello. Hi, people. What's up? Okay, so we are podcast tonight. Brady, our trustful Brady, is at WWE Raw. He is currently yelling at half-naked men who are tackling each other and hitting each other over the uh, top of the head with chairs. Madison. So that's be, good stuff. To be fair, there are now half naked women that are just as there big are, a part yeah. of the show now. No, I as... mean, I watch, uh, what is that? Total Bellas or whatever? Yes, Total Divas. Total and then, Divas, sorry. And Total Bellas. And Total Bellas, yeah. I watch that show, so I'm so into that stuff. But I was telling Ryan before we, um, while we were watching the Thunder lose, by the way, to uh, the Philadelphia 76ers at 120 and 113, I'll push that in there real quick. I was talking to Ryan about how I have never been to like a wrestling match. Or a WWE thing. I've never been to any of that unless you want to count like college wrestling duels, which I don't. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> so I have never been to any of this. And I'm kind of like jealous because Jerry Ramsey and Brady are at WWE tonight. And I kind of wanted to go and just like drink a beer and like get really angry and yell and like throw things and get very into it. But I'm 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 here with you instead. You it's kind nice. of wanted to go. I literally had tickets to go. And then this morning, Brady was like, hey, I forgot I'm going to this, to this you know, Monday Night Raw thing. Would you mind stepping in? I was like, of course I'll help out Madison and step in. Oh, my gosh. So I hope you guys had fun because we had a blast watching the Thunder game. <laughs> we did. We had so much fun watching the Thunder snap a four-game winning streak and giving the Philadelphia 76ers a win in four games because they were on a four game losing streak and they were all on the road. They finally returned back home to Philadelphia tonight. Joel Embiid, uh, he snapped his finger completely clean off. Just kidding, <laughs> but he might as well have because <laughs> I threw up multiple times. And yeah, just a lot of crazy things happened in this game. Ryan, I don't think that this was the Thunder's game to win just because they had ample opportunity the entire game to do something very fantastic and come back from, I think they got down by 10 going into halftime and it was just gross. And so they had ample opportunity to come back and it just never happened because all these shots, like Chris Paul with the mid-range floater, uh, Danilo Gallinari finding his place at the top of the arc. Uh, even guys like Dennis Schroeder, who are really able to get, not like that corner three, but kind of like that, that mid-range, yeah, kind that 45-degree angle three that he's so good at, none of those shots were falling for them tonight. So I really just don't think it was their night. Yeah, you even saw that with, um, there was the put-back dunk by Adams late that 
rocketed 30 feet in the air. Oh my god. Yeah. I and I he think was angry. We were kind of expecting one of these games. I believe it was Brady who said on the uh, post game pod for the Cavs game that that was the game that he had picked for the Thunder to drop. Yeah. Just because winning what 8 of your last 9 out of your last 10. They were due. In the NBA you're due. The 76ers moved to what? They've only lost two games at home, I think, the entire, oh, yeah, the entire like season. That. And like you said, coming in on the losing streak, you know that Philly wanted to get right in front of the home fans. So like you said, uh, the Thunder, they'd get close, they get close, and it, it just never, they could never get over the hump. And like you said, I just, it, it wasn't meant to be tonight. And, and that's okay in the NBA. And that's okay. Yeah, so Philadelphia, they are 17-2 and two at home. Yeah. So they, they have a good, I don't want to call it a home court advantage, but they have a very good... Um, like just this drive to win basketball games when they're in front of their home fans. And obviously we saw that firsthand tonight. I mentioned Joel Embiid's finger. That is probably the story of this game because that man, his finger was pushed like all the way back. It was dangling off of his like left hand. I described it, it as the it, grossest thing. It looked like Joel Embiid was holding <laughs> like, like picked his finger up off the floor yes. and was holding it in his hand. It was, was so disgusting. like misshapen. That was the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life because I I don't like injuries. Same. They make me cringe and like I don't like seeing guys who work so hard get hurt and everything gets taken away from them. That like actually breaks my heart. And so Joel Embiid is my favorite player. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows that. And if you don't, congrats, now you do. And I was like, oh man, this guy's done. There's no way he's going to bounce back from this. He missed 86 seconds of playing time and he was back on the court with a taped up finger. And ew, yeah. Like, what? It was gr- We both had the same reaction of, I think I was, like, out of my chair, like... I cried. Ready to turn the TV <laughs> off, because I was just like, no, disgusting. Gross. That was so gross. And then you're just like, yeah, he's back in the game, like, excuse me? Like, what? And, like, okay, I'm not going to lie. He didn't shoot particularly well when he came back in, but he did make at least, like, two or three clutch shots there in the fourth quarter, and that's exactly what the 76ers needed tonight, because they... Like I said before, they were on a four-game losing streak. They went on that four-game road trip, didn't win a single game. They returned home, and Joel Embiid said in that final interview, I forgot what game that was, but he said, I'm fed up. Like, I'm so tired of losing. I don't want to do this. Like, this is not the game that I'm used to playing. I'm fed up. Right. And so him basically breaking his finger off, just popping it back into place, taping it up, coming back to help the, to help his team win this game, that was just the epitome of tonight, and I don't think that the Thunder could find an answer for that. Yeah, and even when Embiid couldn't shoot the ball as well, as you said, toward the end of the game when they when the 76ers finally pushed the lead to six or seven <laughs> points and the Thunder had to start fouling, who was at the center of it? Embiid. Embiid mm-hmm. drew Adams all the way to the top of the arc, cleared everybody out, and then that allowed, I think it was Richardson or Tobias Harris, somebody had made this really nice back cut. The Thunder defense kind of got lost. Oh, they fell asleep. Yeah, fell asleep. They fell asleep. Embiid found him down low, easy bucket, extends the lead, and it just shows that you know Embiid has really progressed from what he he initially came into the league and was just kind of a physical freak and yeah. loud on Twitter basically, and now I he's, love that he has his all around game has developed and he's a a true superstar and he's able to uh, do it even when he's injured or he's having an off night in one area of his game. So that oh my gosh, that's what's important in this league. You know, no you, for sure you're gonna have an off night, but that's okay. Keep grinding, plays great defensively, and he's finding some open teammates. He does. He, I really do think he's such a powerhouse for the 76ers. Obviously, why he's one of my favorite players. Tonight, he shot 7 of 17. He was 0 of 3 from the three-point line, but he finished with 18 points, went 4 of 5 from the free throw line. Um, 
or did I say free throw line earlier? I meant three point line. I don't even know what I'm saying. But he was 0 of 3 from the three point line, shot 4 of 5 from the free throw line. He's just, he's a great player because he plays very, I don't think I'm going to say this right, but he's a valiant player. So he plays very just like aggressively. He plays openly. He plays without any kind of restriction or fear or or hesitation. And that's what I think makes him one of the best centers in the league. And that's why he's one of my favorites, just because he's so aggressive. Not only verbally, but he's also aggressive just in his playing style and the way he was able to come back from that finger thing today and the way that he is able to find guys like Ben Simmons. He's able to find Tobias Harris, who had probably the most clutch game for the 76ers tonight. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, it was just, I don't think, I mean, like, I thought that the Thunder were super due for a game. I didn't think it was going to be this one. Right. However... It makes sense just because overall Philadelphia had a better, well-rounded game. Yeah. And in this league, if you're going to be more well-rounded like that, you're going to win games. Yeah, absolutely. And I I just think that we all kind of knew that Embiid was built a little different when he came into the league. Oh. Right now, it's the era of load management and all that stuff. And Embiid was the one that when they're trying to put a game <laughs> restriction on him to heal his, was his foot at the time initially. Yeah. He was the one that was like, visibly frustrated on the bench in games that he couldn't play or like when they'd be in a game and he had hit his what 25 minutes and oh, yeah. the coach had to pull him out and he's just pissed <laughs> basically you just kind of knew that Embiid wants to win he's here to play basketball and he's gonna do anything that he needs to and, and I just love anytime you have a center that you know nine rebounds eight assists you're just like he's helping everyone do God, everything. he's doing everything so, exactly yeah that's how it should be but let's talk about some rough nights for some guys uh Terrence Ferguson kind of coming off a decent game, not yeah. too bad in Cleveland. He played pretty well. Uh, he was two of five tonight, two of four from the three point line. Hey, good for him. Uh, finished with six points. He didn't have any rebounds, didn't have any, any assists. So basically, he's taking on more of this role as I don't want to even call him a defender anymore just because he was playing horrible yeah. defense. Um, what was the game before Cleveland? I totally just faced. It was their first road game. Oh. They did get the win, but he was just fouling, 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 fouling. And um, it just looked really bad. The game on New Year's Eve was just atrocious because he had no answer for Luka Doncic. And so I was just like, oh, this guy, I'm not viewing him as a defender anymore. So he's kind of being set up to be this shooter. And, I mean, he did hit two of four tonight for the three-point line. That's better than he has been playing in the past 15 games, not counting the Cleveland game. And so, yeah, he's developing on that, but I want to see more out of Terrence and Brady and I kind of talked about Terrence's role right now, and I think it's just, like, it's not declining, but it's stagnant. Yeah. So he needs to, like, develop. Well, his Yeah, his role is right now just, like, you were supposed to be the heir apparent to Andre of come in, be our defensive stopper, maybe give us some threes, mm-hmm. but you're not a defensive stopper. These threes, in yeah, he hit two threes, <laughs> but, like, the first one was on, like, the second possession of the game. Yeah. So, basically... You only took four shots or five shots. One of them's on the like the very first or second possession of the game. So that's the whole rest of the game that you're just really not contributing, not right. really making an impact on the game. And this I this has been a problem for the Thunder, I feel like, for many years of having one starter that just has no impact on the game whatsoever. Yeah. And you only get five starters. Like you need those guys to change the game for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're not able to change the game, they might have to tinker around and find another answer, yeah. but I don't know what that answer is. I honestly don't know either, and Brady and I kind of talked about that a little bit because I'm starting to see Terrence as 
why is he still in the starting lineup? And it's not a knock on Ferg just because we've seen what he's so capable of. He's in his third year here in Oklahoma City. I don't consider him a young guy, even though he is only 21. I don't consider him that because he has been here. He is a seasoned vet, especially with all the different guys and how um, much this roster has changed the past season. He's a vet on this team. And so it's kind of disappointing. And I don't know if Thunder fans would agree with me. Totally fine if not. It's just disappointing that we haven't seen him evolve in some way. Like, I feel like he's so stagnant right now. So not the best showing from Terrence Ferguson. And he had a couple of really, really sloppy fouls. Um, I forgot. Oh, he just, like, there was one point in the game, he just ran right into Al Horford. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And then he kind of, like, put on the show, like, he had no idea why he got called for that. I'm like, dude, you just ran right. It's sloppy. Yeah, you like, can't clean just it up. people. But yes, that's not how it works. But I don't, I, I don't know what the answer is. You put the intern in, you know? Put <laughs> the intern in. I mean, because they're playing similar minutes. Colin Hami. I think Hami would be a good replacement. However, I think he's a valuable bench player also. Yeah, it's because I, I really like the bench rotation that they've got going right now. That's almost like... Yeah, T. Ferg's not doing a ton for the starting lineup. Yeah, but is the bench obviously not this game? But they've played so well over the last month. Basically, mm-hmm. do you almost say we're just going to deal with Terrence being stagnant, as we've said, yeah, in the starting lineup at the risk of messing up the flow with the bench players? I right now I would say yes, I want more out of Terrence, but I'm just going to leave it because everything else yeah. has flowed so well. Here's the thing that I think is the biggest difference. I'm going to read off some numbers. So, Josh Richardson finished with 23 tonight. Ben Simmons finished with 17. Joel Embiid finished with 18. Al Horford finished with 13. Tobias Harris finished with 18. Now let's go up to Thunder. Chris Paul finished with 18. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 14. He's human. It should be a little bit more than that, but yes, exactly what Ryan said. He's a human being. He's not going to have his on nights always. Steven Adams, best player right now. 24, Danilo Gallinari, 18, Terrence Ferguson, 6. What was the difference between that? Yeah, I'm going to go with, is it the single-digit starter? It's, would it be, yes. Would it be Terrence? All five starters from Philadelphia finished in double digits, and they all contributed on multiple different parts of the floor. Joel Embiid, like Ryan said earlier, had nine rebounds and eight assists. Tobias Harris had six rebounds, four assists. Uh, Josh Richardson had 15 re- No, sorry, that was Ben. Ben Simmons had 15 rebounds and 17 points. Okay, contributing on all parts of the floor. Terrence Ferguson was 0-0 and then 6. And obviously, Steven Adams doing a great job. He got another double-double tonight with 24 and 15. Shea Gildas-Alexander almost had a double-double. He picked up 9 rebounds and then Chris Paul had 8. He also had 6 assists, which I think is so great for Chris just because he has stepped into that primary role of being a ball distributor, which is something this team needs. Um, But yeah, if you just look at all the differences of this, it's a lot of, there's that one, I don't like using the word slacker, but there's that one person that you're just like, come on, man. The one weak link, Yes, He's trying real hard, he just is not producing. No, and they they lost by seven points tonight. Yeah. Okay, so so that's, it's just, you know, every little thing counts for this team because every single game, minus that Indiana game way back when, that was their only, like, real blowout of the season. Every single game this season has been super close by maybe, like, two or three possessions. Right. And so it's just like, man, these little things that you're just, like, shaking your head at, like, even, like, little things like 
uh, Steven missing that putback dunk when he had a second chance opportunity, or Danilo Gallinari just chunking the ball up a few times without fully setting his feet and getting yeah. exactly where he needed to. That could have made such a difference in this team. And I know I sound probably like a super obnoxious fan right now, but it's just that we've been seeing what this Thunder team is capable of for the past month, and now they've officially picked up their first loss of 2020, and it just it shouldn't have been that way at yeah. all. Yeah, and it's, it's just one of those games that if you tell me before the game that the Thunder lose by 7-9 to nine in Philly – like we've discussed already, Thunder are riding a pretty big win streak, Philly riding a pretty big losing streak, all these things, it makes sense. But then when you watch the game, I, you just have to be left with a bad taste in your mouth because the game was there for the taking. Oh, Basically, for sure. it was a really, really bad run, bad two minutes at the end of the second quarter because <laughs> it, it was about a one-possession game, teeter-tottering back and mm-hmm. forth the entire first half. And then in the second half, with about, in the fourth quarter even, with, about four minutes left is when the Thunder really started to not take advantage on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Philly then pushed the lead out to, what, six or seven, and then it oh was... Oh, my God, they pushed it out to ten at yeah. one point, and, and you're then like, it was, oh! It was foul city down the stretch, and it's just... Sloppy. It's just you know that those are the moments where you have to execute at a high level, and there's just not a ton of faith that when Terrence is involved that that's going to happen and, and like you said it's those little margins that are costing this team games but yeah but and you know with this season that's kind of what you expect it's a growing experience for the entire team so hopefully Terrence can learn from it and hopefully Chris Paul and Billy Donovan can get in there and show everyone else like this is why you need to work your butt off every possession because Heck yeah it could be you next time you know could be you Terrence I know he is an avid listener of this podcast so now that we're finished ripping on him thanks for listening um, thanks for listening no, we appreciate I highly doubt he listens to this but um, here's the thing. This game could have been very different. There's still no, no Nerlens Noel, so he's still dealing with that ankle twist that he suffered in Cleveland. I really think that that may, played a big role in it because I'm not going to, like, I don't know. I'm not going to dog on my guy Muskie because everyone knows I'm the number one Muskie fan. There was no Moose Revenge game There was his return no to Philly. Moose Revenge game. Uh, yeah, he only took two shots tonight. Uh, he was one of two, and... Uh, they were both from the three-point line, yeah. which I feel like he's getting a little too overly confident. <laughs> Be- and I hate to say that because he... He only took oh, two man. shots. And they were both three-pointers. In 13 minutes, he only took two shots. I wouldn't call that being overconfident. I know, but it's like they're his shots are always from beyond the arc. And I'm like, bro, just get in the paint. You're a center. Like, get in the paint. Attack the paint. And he doesn't do it. Yeah. Well, it's fine. He, he plays the role of a stretch center and against Philly, against Philly, you've got Horford out there. You've got Embiid that are going to be out there. So, um, I mean, Horford's a man. He kind of gives a different look than Steven Adams. So I don't think that on a night like tonight, that's necessarily the worst thing that he's shooting nah. for. But, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe try to, to work in the paint. Just get the paint a get little a bit. Layup. Just a little get, bit. Yeah, a little bit. You need more than one rebound in 13 minutes. <laughs> Honestly, let's take, uh, blah, blah, blah. let's talk about Steven Adams for a little bit. Just because I thought this was one of his best games because he looked aggressive. I think it's his best game of the season. Oh, probably. He looked aggressive. He looked um, motivated. I don't think he's ever not been motivated, but I do think that Steven Adams, he plays with just such like a good composure that sometimes you're like, do you care? Like, right. do you want this enough? And tonight, I saw him get angry. I saw him attack the rim. I saw him fight for offensive rebounds. And 
that's like the best thing that I've ever seen in my life. Inject it into my soul. I love Steven Adams fighting for offensive rebounds because someone's got to do it for crying out loud. And so if it's going to be Steven, I love the fact that he can be aggressive on that end. And we kind of said it earlier, but he shot 9 of 14 tonight. He was 6 of 8 from the free throw line. Hey, getting better at those free throws, shooting 75%. Uh, He had 15 rebounds. He did have one assist. He had two blocks tonight, so... Including one just grown man blocking Joel Embiid. I don't think Joel Embiid has been blocked like that since he was a toddler. Oh, probably not. Because Adams just came over the top. It was like, absolutely not. I loved it. Absolutely not. I loved it. Give me all the Steven Adams blocks on Joel Embiid. So, yeah, Steven Adams playing super well right now. I think that's so telling of the kind of player he is because he knows that Nerlens Noel is out. Um, obviously, like Mike Muscala, he is coming in. Not everyone's the biggest fan of Muskie. I am. Whatever. Presty is, obviously. Presty loves Muskie. And so does Billy. And so I, he knows that Nerlens is not coming in, so he really has been stepping up. Like, I thought he did great in Cleveland. Um, I really do think that he – what what was the first game of the road trip? I the cannot Spurs? remember. Thank you, San Antonio. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He played great in San Antonio, played great tonight. I have full confidence he's going to go to Brooklyn tomorrow and play fantastic because I highly doubt Nerlens is going to be back. Right. Um. So, yeah, I just I think Steven's playing very well right now. I think he is a good, well-rounded player when he shows that aggression. And it – I mean, I – don't know if I can speak for all Thunder fans, but it gets me all kinds of excited. Like, I want to see Steven Adams fighting for it out there, and he's been doing that. You know what Steven looked tonight that we haven't seen from him in a while? What? He looked healthy. He does look healthy. He didn't look sluggish. He didn't look crippled. When he had to close out on Joel Embiid at the three-point line. He was owning Joel Embiid tonight. Yeah. and like That's you, fantastic. And like you said, he's fighting for, of his 15 rebounds, nine of them were offensive boards, and these were not just waiting under the basket, tip in, tip in. These were fighting through being boxed out by Embiid, getting position back, mm-hmm. going up between two guys, pulling them down, finding Chris Paul or SGA to redistribute the ball back to. These were grown man rebounds. It wasn't grown just man. wasn't just you know those long rebounds that you're just like, oh, okay, lucky to pull that down. And uh, he just looks healthy for the first time in, like, years. Yeah. And it makes a difference. It does make a difference. Good for Steven. Finally not looking lethargic out there. Yes. And no, like, no knock on Steven because, I mean, he is one of Thunder fans' favorite players. Yeah. Like, rightfully so. He's, what a dude. He looks like he's playing in the mud sometimes. Yes, he does. And I've always said he has some bad, like, butterfingers. Yeah. And he's been so bad, especially last season. I thought he was really bad at letting too many rebounds slip through his fingers. He was still getting, you know, a decent amount of double-doubles. But I feel like he just looks more aggressive this year. He looks like he has some more fight in him. And I think it's finally because his body is not hurting him. He has a lot of body. What is he, like 265 pounds, like seven feet tall? It's a lot of body. And so it's good to see that he's finally not hurting so much so he can actually play the game. And. Bad for the KT tape industry, though. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think this is the most of Steven Adams I've seen all season because he just wasn't taped from, you know, head to right. toe. But, uh, yeah, he looked really he, just, he looked really good tonight, and I think that 24 points is a season high. So only three points off his career high. Obviously, uh, he played really well. And this is a game that I would not have expected that because – Not same. Because he, he struggles with – Centers like Embiid, athletic centers that can mm-hmm. play at the three-point line. Oh my gosh, yes! They can pull them out from under the basket. Th- those are the guys that he kind of struggles with. These are the games that we expect Nerlens to play 
have a lot more minutes, mm-hmm. be in there at the key moments of the game. And uh, Steven proved why the Thunder gave him that huge contract those years ago. So. Oh, man. And yet he's still wearing sweatpants everywhere he goes. A man of the people. Honestly, if I had the type of money that Steven Adams has, I would probably still wear my team sweatpants too because all of my money would probably go to like Starbucks and... Oh, can you imagine like, all the Postmates? I would just like have my own driver. That's Their entire job is you, bring you live in a wing of my house. Yes. I text you and I say, yo, I'm can you hungry. go to Waffle House around the corner? I need Zoe's Kitchen now! Bring it here. That bring me all the hummus. That would be my dream. So good for Steven. Honestly, what a guy. He's a valuable valuable player for this team so honestly there's not like a ton to break down from this it was a loss uh the thunder basically i I don't think we necessarily buried the lead or anything because we kind of said it right off this was a game that i think the thunder were due and it sucks and i think thunder fans are probably listening to this and they're gonna be like what how could you say that but no 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 like it is they're they were kind of due for this just because they've been playing very well we talked about this on the saturday game or Saturday game show the Saturday uh, basketball show we said how sustainable is this right now because the Thunder they're getting very close they're letting teams either run away with it in the second or third quarter but then they're closing in on them and having this miraculous comeback and for this team and I love the talent that's on this team but I didn't I didn't see that as sustainable at all right yeah and like even Andrew Select we had him on uh, he is on the Down to Dunk podcast. Great guy. Does a great job covering the team. Shout out, Andrew. But he said straight up, like, this is not sustainable. And this team is going to lose eventually. And it's going to be soon. And he was very right. Because I I don't know, especially with Tobias Harris getting hot like he did. Uh, with Josh Richardson just throwing fits and getting basically whatever he wanted. His poor headband. His poor headband. He just got very angry. And then Joel Embiid, finally, like, his fingers started to work there at the end of the game. He was able to hit the mid-range. And yeah. so this was this was the game, Thunder fans. They were yeah. due to lose it. Thankfully, you can, get a, you can get the bad taste out of your mouth tomorrow as they're just jotting over to Brooklyn. A game, to Brooklyn. That, a game that we would not say is one that they're probably due to lose. So. Uh, if they lose this game, I think Thunder fans would be like, okay, now you're just messing with us. Yeah. Like, no, no. Yeah, and like, like you said, in this league, you can't go down... 15, 20 points consistently and just be like, oh, yeah, we'll come back. Oh, God, and no. especially, like, both, all three of Schroeder, Chris Paul, and SGA have been just playing out of their minds yes. good the past, you know, two weeks, essentially, when they've had a lot of these comebacks. Tonight, SGA, he wasn't great. No. And that it's okay. He's a second-year okay. player. He's been playing so well. Everyone gets an off night. And when you have an off night against a really good team on the road – probably just going to lose. You're going to lose, especially if they are shooting really well at home, which is exactly what they did. The 76ers tonight shot 51% from the floor. They shot 50% from the three-point line, and that, honestly, with this Thunder team and the way that they can just fall asleep on defense, and they, I'm sorry, they don't guard the perimeter very well. It's it's awful. They don't. And so if you're going to let a team shoot 50% from the three-point line, you're going to lose that game. Yeah, this is a problem that, Ugh. This is a problem that I also cover OU basketball, and there have been three or four games in a row where teams have had like an unconscious first half, and I'm just like, you can't just hope that teams are not going to shoot 50% from the three-point line. You have to take it upon yourself to actually like guard them yep. and contest the shots. Same exact thing with the Thunder. Not do a great job of running people off the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Um, very often, if two guys cut at the back door and 
the Thunder are left to figure it out themselves. Usually you see not just one, but both guys pop out mm-hmm. with open looks. The point guard can just say, hmm. You're like, oh my. Who who do I who do I distribute? What to? do I do? Yeah. So uh just it's not sustainable. You have have to have to have to go and make your own luck. You have yeah. to run people off the three point line. You have to close down on shooters. Yeah, and you do. If they're not gonna do that, you're gonna have more nights where teams are shooting fifty percent from three point land. You're gonna lose. Yeah. You're gonna lose. That's exactly what they did. So yeah, to wrap up this game, because there's not much else to talk about, uh the Philadelphia 76ers, they won the game one twenty to one thirteen. That puts them finally Back in the win column, good for them. They're now 24-14 and 14 on the season. The Thunder are now 20-16. and 16. But never fear, Thunder fans. This team is headed to a very shorthanded Brooklyn team tomorrow night. Uh, no Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving, so don't get too excited. Um, Dang. I was, I was about to be excited. Spencer Dinwiddie, let's go. I was about to say, I don't know how the Thunder are going to emotionally cope with playing Durant and Russ in back-to-back games, but... They're not going to have to worry about that. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Also, I believe Russell Westbrook, he sat out of tonight or tomorrow night's matchup for the Rockets. I want to say it was tonight's, and that means he should be good to go. On Thursday, Ryan, are you excited for Thursday? I am so fired up. We were talking about this back in Yield Conference Room. Uh, first time that you guys are going to be nice enough to let me tag along. To Come the along. It'll be a fun time. It'll be very, very, very interesting. The first time I'll have been in the same room as Russell Westbrook, and uh, I'm going to try not to get... It's not that fun, but... I'm going to try not <laughs> to get totally eviscerated by the uh, hate of a thousand suns. Oh, so. God. Good luck. He's a bitter man, but welcome back, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> We're excited to see you on well, Thursday. Welcome to the beat, Rook. <laughs> now, that'll be fun. Um, any predictions for Thursday? What do you see uh, going on? Because, obviously... James Harden has been playing out of his mind. Right. Russell Westbrook, he's been clicking down there. I roll my eyes. No one can see it except for you, except I just announced it. It's been going well for them. Guys like Clint Capella have been shooting so well. Austin Rivers has been playing well. This is a good Houston team. Yeah. And so they're going to present a hell of a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I think that Russell will probably take three or four more shots in this game um, than he has been taking for Houston, I think there will definitely be moments where he's trying to force it. and uh, But it'll be interesting to see. James Harden is just, he's been outstanding this year. Like I, This should be no shock to anyone, but it's always incredible to me how it doesn't matter who the point guard beside James Harden um, changes to. He still gets his. He's been super efficient. Um, it's going to be a really fun game, really emotional game. Tensions are going to be running high as, you know, the uh, Brody is back in the peak. but. It'll be interesting. I expect a super emotional tribute video. I do too. That uh, will bring the city to its tears. And it's also, isn't it supposed to be uh, the city edition mm-hmm. Jersey night? So yes. it's going to be emotional on a few it's fronts. It's going to be a lot of is emotions. That, is that the first time this season they've worn them? Yes. So, so they presented them a couple of months ago. Right. But they're going to actually wear them and debut them for the first time on Thursday. And those of you that don't know, it's the Memorial Bombing yes. edition Jersey, along with Russ being back in town. So I should bring some tissues? Get your freaking tickets, y'all. Like, people, y'all need to be at Chesapeake on Thursday. I don't care what you got going on. Cancel it. Like, come to Chesapeake. It's going to be so great. I'm really excited about all the energy that's going to come out of it. And also, to clear up what I was saying earlier, um, I just went and checked. It's actually the Wednesday night game for the Rockets that Russell will be sitting out against. They'll be in Atlanta. And that is because that'll be the first night of their back-to-back. And Russell usually does not do back-to-backs because of load management. 
And so he is actually going to sit out against that Hawks game on Wednesday. So he will definitely be good to go on Thursday here in Oklahoma City. Great news for my Hawks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot Great news fan. for my Hawks. Very good Hawks fan right over here. So that'll be super interesting. Honestly, I'm very excited for Thursday. Um, and then Thunder fans are really in for a treat because what we were talking about, they have the Lakers on Saturday. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Um, Lakers right here at Chesapeake Energy Arena. Going to see some LeBron action, hopefully. Fingers um, crossed. Yeah. Yeah. What a first week for me, yeah. huh? Yeah. Welcome to the beat. I just resign after Saturday. You just should. Be like, be like, all right, I'm good. I got we, my fix in. We've had Russ. We've had LeBron. We're good to good. go. We're good. I'm good. Now that'll be super fun. But yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this pod up. Thank you again to Ryan, who is here. Of course, I'm really excited to hopefully be involved in a few more of these. Okay. So. It's a long season, buddy. There's a long way to go. Strap we're, in. We're not, not even to the all-star break or the trade. Oh, God. <laughs> not the all-star break. Thunder fans, you should have nightmares about the all-star break. Anyway, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Once again, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they fall tonight to the Philadelphia 76ers at 120-113. to We will be back in action tomorrow night as they will be in Brooklyn to take on the Nets. Um, I'm not sure who is on post game, but regardless, you're going to get an OKC82 podcast because... We said so. I'll be producing, so you may So not... Ryan will be there regardless. I'll at least be touching buttons. Yes, so. it'll be great. Pushing you'll hear, buttons, touching you'll buttons. You'll hear lots of voices tomorrow because it's going to be a fun time. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you in exactly 24 hours again as the Thunder will be on the road in Brooklyn. See ya!